0: I have a lot of experience in this because there's been lots of times throughout the last few years where I'm like, I don't know what to say. So I, I do have a few things to share with this and
1: what's up, fabulous people, and welcome to Real Fabulous Marketing. This is the place where you'll hear stories of real fabulous people to inspire you and also get some amazing marketing strategies that will help you stand out from the crowd, particularly online. I can't wait to do this with you. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the interviews coming back episode of Real Fabulous Marketing. I have Lisa Cordiff here, and I am so excited to speak to her. Lisa Cordiff is a serial entrepreneur and a change maker for women. She launched her online career helping busy mums to cook healthy meals. But as she used to tell me, it was never all about the cooking. It was all about helping women to stop spending all their brain power fixing up the rest of their families. Before looking after themselves. Since she closed her successful Small Steps membership, Lisa then went on to create the Ready for Change program, which has now become The Change Room, an online space where women can truly find space for themselves again, as well as the Conversations with Lisa podcast, which I encourage you to check out. I worked with Lisa a number of years ago and so I'm so, I am delighted to have her on the podcast today because if there's anyone who shows up real Not always, if she's feeling fabulous, is Lisa. Welcome. Thanks, Miranda.
0: Thank you for having me. And I just do have to make one correction. The Change Room is a three month program ready for change that helps people just sort of step out of their overwhelm and they get really tangible little ways in which to do that. We upgrade their lives. But the Change Method is my revamped Change Room, and I will be launching that. Um, very soon I've just been testing that behind the scenes so revamped ready for change revamped ready for change is the change method yes because like every single person who creates a course I mean I created that course back in 2019 it needed some it needed some work there was lots of I'd learned and things I wanted to improve so I shut that down last year and have been working behind the scenes because also I don't want it to be something that I only do as an online program. I want to take it into real life situations and develop it. So it's it's been developed that it can be delivered in person and for teams and all sorts of stuff.
1: Yeah. How exciting. I mean, I called you a serial entrepreneur for a reason. Do you ever <laughs> run out of ideas? Yeah. Yes, I do. No, I don't.
0: I have had a bit of a lull with ideas and, in fact, that's when I started, I ha- I've, I've had a period of being really quite unwell and I think also like a lot of people who were holding it together through the COVID years, um, and I speak only from a Melbourne perspective because that's where I lived and with three primary school kids and obviously... Um, You know, uh, I'd been through a marriage separation and then the death of my husband in 2019 and then the two COVID years and then everything just kind of like really got strange in 2022. I thought finally I had the space again. I had capacity again, but I was actually really burnt out and um, everything was a bit of a struggle. So, and there's still a bit of a hangover of that, I think, in 2023. I think the, the pace of life has just really picked up. My son started high school. I was like, I got very sick this year. And so when my, when my ideas disappear, that's when I'm like, shit, things are bad. Because as soon as I started to get my energy back, bang, bang, <laughs> I don't know. All these new things. We need to do this. We need to do that. But when that disappears, that's when I'm like, hey, Lisa's not, Lisa's a little NQR. Let's create some space, BNQR, so we can come back.
1: With what does NQR stand for?
0: Not quite right. Oh, right. I'm not
1: down with the lingo with the cool kids.
0: Have- didn't you have that shop in the 90s,
1: NQR? It was like the reject shop. It was all the stuff that was ah, not. Quite it doesn't right. have existed in Adelaide. No, we had um, Cunningham's Warehouse. So shout out to all my Adelaide peeps right now. You will remember the two dollar, the $2 ads. Um, so you said like, I know when the ideas dry up, I'm not quite right. How does that work? when you have to always be on in this okay. social world? How does that work when you always have to be coming up with ideas and content and mm. the never-ending, you know, need to create reels and be on, you know, every time you open Instagram, you're being told how many times you meant to post every week. How mm. does that work when you're not feeling not quite right? Yeah. I have a lot of experience in this because there's
0: been lots of times throughout the last few years where I'm like I don't know what to say. So I, I do have a few things to share with this and, and and I've got and I've actually been playing around with this in the moment. So the first thing that I would say just in general, I have, I've never batched created content. Oh, every-
1: I told people this, like, yeah, you've always said that I've never like sort of scheduled all my posts in advance. And no, nah. I, every single person who has
0: worked with me has tried to-, <laughs> to create a content calendar, create a day of content creation in the <laughs> month. And that's just I've I've actually just had to get cool with the fact that I'm always thinking in stories. I'm always noticing things. I'm always I don't know if it's just because I've been I have had I started my Facebook page in 2012. Like this is what I do. This is actually who I am, is someone who is noticing stuff about life, is on a coaching call and thinks, oh gosh, I can't believe that person brought that up. I need to share that or I need to create a story. Um, I've always, uh, my background is journalism. And so daily news, daily stories was a part of life. You know, it was like, what's happening and what's the story and why would anybody care? Why does anybody care about this story? And because I had that background going into this always in the back of my mind is like oh I could share that but what's the story and why would anybody care and then obviously a different caveat that started to get added to that was how does this lead people how does this is this going to move them is this going to build trust is this selling something is this you know so I guess I do all of that shit that you would put it can you swear on your podcast Oh, um, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, in a content creation thing I'm just doing it as a default mm. but but it does mean that there's times where I'm like I don't know what to share and you know what the crazy thing is Miranda on those times where I'll just share a meme or I'll just like put a photo of me feeling like shit saying I'm not too sure what to say or whatever that's always the stuff that does really well and I do think that people overthink socials in a lot of ways. Um, And what people are ultimately there for is to connect, is to be social, is to feel something or be entertained. And I just think we have lost the art of that as everything has become so highly curated. You know, if I get into the zone of like, Um, I need to do a carousel plus a how to work with me plus teaching something plus whatever I literally die inside because I think I am actually a creative and that's just it kills the creativity it also it also but but not saying that all that stuff isn't a part of the mix on my grids and all of that sort of thing but I think what's more important than following someone's strategy is to pay attention to your audience, pay attention to what people are interacting with. So at, I'm just going to, I don't know if you've got anything to, you can tell me I'm right. I, would say, I mean, it
1: sounds to me like you're a content creator before your, you know, it was the thing, but also that, I guess it's, it's just an interesting thing to talk to is just that, like, you've got to have it this way or you'll die or something, you know, like that sort of seems like the the messages that we get told. But I guess some people find that that useful to have a and helpful. structure Look, yes. to follow. Um, but I guess it also sounds to me like you're saying, well, is that necessarily the right thing for your creativity?
0: And also your particular audience. So I think that absolutely there are some people who need the curated feed. They want um, to look professional. You know, they might be appealing to uh, a specific type of audience who really do um, expect and value professionalism and poise and you know the 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 pro pretty,
1: pretty Canva graphics <laughs> pretty
0: give me the pretty i don't and 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 for that type of person trying to connect with that type of audience for sure M- my this is what i mean when you've got to pay attention anytime i start to do like post the professional pics that i got taken and you know had the had the stylist and all of that sort of stuff just people just just gloss over it because the it looks like I'm trying to sell something or my particular audience just like i yeah, I know we, we have we said know this, this before we have yeah. we've tested <laughs> this you have literally tested this why do the selfies of my face do better than anything else I don't know but and I wish that wasn't the case I wish I could put pictures of fucking lattes and croissants and people would read my words but they don't and so you have to kind of um, let go of any idea of what you think might work and start an experiment and pay attention like I do think like just give yourself the chance to mix shit up sometimes Uh, it's what I've been doing this last about six weeks so you know I mean, I have been showing up on stories and on socials daily for years and years and years and years. And this year I just started to get a little bit over it. (laughs) I started to just think, like, this doesn't actually feel that fun anymore for me. Uh, I think I was looking around at what was happening on socials and just thinking I don't want to participate in that. I don't know. I just, if I do have to do the, you know, curated sort of vibe, maybe this isn't for me. And then, and, and I sort of, I felt like everything was, it was becoming a bit performative, not, not in a good way. I love a bit of performance. I mean, I, I love being on stage. I love all of that sort of thing, but I don't want to have to feel like it's forced I just, you know, and I think people can tell. Like I don't like looking at the awkwardness in the reels of some people that I see. I'm like, oh, it's a bit cringe-cringe. And so what I did was I started to just give myself permission to not show up and to only show up when I had something I really wanted to say.
1: Imagine.
0: So (laughs) I have been on. off stories now I reckon it's been about six weeks I actually I had a little um operation at the start of on March 1 and it went totally pear-shaped and I have been so so sick and it's like I just lost a month of my life Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to show up I didn't want anyone else I am a terrible sick person I am like I am the worst I you know it's like doomsday and I think as a solo parent, I'm like, no one knows my own well. I'm not going to get it. Who's going to take care of? How am children. I supposed to do this on my own? And then, and then, I have this business, and we were really pivoting stuff this year to do more in-person stuff. Um, there was all these plans. It was all laid out, and it all required my energy. This at the start of this year to get things up and rolling, and I didn't have it. And I went into full
1: blown Lisa spiral.
0: And I thought I don't care about stories. Fuck off, people. I don't want to. I don't want to, I don't want to be People sad.
1: ask you where you were. Yep. Were they like?
0: Oh, people have asked. Yeah. <laughs> yep. People have asked. People have asked where my boyfriend is. I'm like, oh, sorry that I'm not posting about him. Like what? Who are you? <laughs> I share a lot, and 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 this is the thing. So I've had these few realisations. I was starting to feel uncomfortable about sharing about my children because my son started high school this year. And you know my business. It's always been really focused on me as a mum, connecting with other mums. And suddenly I'm like, he's going to get social media really shortly. And it just doesn't feel as cool as it used to anymore. I've got to allow for that. My family's changing My life is changing. I've changed as a person. What feels good, and so I just—I've just given myself permission to not be on stories for a while until I figured that out. Mm -hmm. Um, We're also doing a website redesign in the background. I'm going to be launching a live event, uh, and all—it's got a different vibe. I've got a different vibe, and I need to figure that out instead of just keeping on showing up
1: like the same old Lisa. And. Can I just interrupt and ask a question? You yes. said there's a different vibe. Are you yeah. ever worried? Like I feel like lots of people are worried in my sort of world of women in business to change, you know, like to show up differently, to start talking about different things, to offer different things. Like you just said, things are going to change around here. And I know that was the vibe last year as well. Yep. yep. Like it literally is in your copy. I've changed. You've changed we've all changed we've all changed but do you does it worry you that you're gonna piss people off like are they gonna get angry at you I don't care um I genuinely (laughs) don't care I
0: can't care because what I've realized is you know there's some amazing people in business who just say the same stuff and they have built a business focused on one particular topic and I have so much respect way for the way that they have stayed disciplined and committed and I can't do that I or what has been happening is a process of what I feel it's been a process of me trying lots of different things until I find my thing and a really big problem with my business, and you would remember this, was for a long time I was selling to two different audiences. You know, I was, I was riding two horses and uh, it was very confusing for people to know what it was that I did or what I sold or who I was. And I think I was confused too. And I, I'm like, I don't know, what I feel I have probably done Differently to other people is, I have as I have evolved as a person. I have been through so much. I literally can't pretend. I just can't pretend because it is, it is a reflection, my business, of where I am for better or worse, and uh, because I am creative and a teacher like I I like teaching I really have to be into what it is that I'm teaching which has meant that while I lost my way a bit in terms of I don't know what I believe anymore I don't know what I know is true anymore I don't know if this is helping or hurting I don't know if I'm gaslighting people I don't know if this is a reflection of privilege that I had never actually acknowledged or dove into. I don't know if this is immature and naive because I'm talking about things not fully understanding the context and the systems in which I'm talking to them about. And so I really actually had to give myself some time and space to figure all of that out because because I am here for the long haul. Because this isn't just a splash in the pan. Because I genuinely care about getting people results. I genuinely care. My courses are not just a, you know, thrown together way for me to earn some money. They are, I I take a lot of, um, well, I, I take it really seriously that people invest in what I do. And last year when I felt like I had no capacity, I was running a really successful program that led into a high-level coaching and I felt like in integrity couldn't hold that space anymore because I started to feel resentful about showing up. I started to feel like uh, I didn't care in the way that I should have cared because I had to acknowledge I wasn't okay and I do think so while you can still find ways to show up on socials and keep things ticking along when you're not okay when you're when you're holding a, um, a container a space a you know people actual real people you have to be able to bring a like the fullness of you to that and what has happened to me over the last few years is just a continual shutting down of the spaces, because my kids have needed me in ways that I could not have foreseen. Uh, my energy levels dropped, and I didn't understand what was happening in my body and my mind. But I knew that I just couldn't do it. Like I haven't run a, a mastermind for two years. I, I didn't. I couldn't hold a space for business owners. That second year of COVID because I, I, I could barely keep my household running amongst home learning and, you know, remember, like, I mean, online business has gone a little bit nutso. It is not predictable. We were dialed in. Remember, we used to spend big money on Facebook ads for launches. Because we would know exactly how many people we needed to get to that webinar to be able to convert 10% of them who rocked up live and about 30% of them would. And it was all like dialed in. And then everything started to change. And that required a lot of my energy. I mean, I'm the sole breadwinner for my family. This is my business. And when it's not making money, that's really stressful. When it feels unstable, That's stressful for me, as it is
1: for everyone. As it is for everyone, yes. It's interesting, like I guess I just want to talk to that in a business sense because I know that you're very passionate. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Your passion is evident in terms of helping women to make space for themselves and to... Yeah. Like look after that mental space and find the things, come back to themselves. You you have a program called literally called back to you. <laughs> like yes. 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 <laughs> that's what really, I do. It's part of it. Um but yeah, it's, it's do you see a difference in doing it in your personal life versus your business? Or is it all together? Like, because I think sometimes we might make we might look after ourselves personally and then not in our mm. business, or vice versa. Mm. Um yeah, what's your I guess thoughts on that? Do we need to do it all together? Can we can we just like you know forget about making space at home as long as our business is a okay? No, it just doesn't work. It just does
0: not work. And in fact, um, I, re- I was running a program called Momentum for a while through through some of the COVID times to help people who were like, I just can't get things rolling. And one of the aspects of that is actually space in terms of like your physical space but also creating space for yourself and I think that women in online business are really really bad at it I think we I know only because I know so many women in online business and I know this for myself it can infiltrate every single little crevice of space in your life like you know it can take over completely, and 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 this is and and so boundaries come into play with that. I I never work at night, and I just unless it's something that you know is unusual, I have to put boundaries around my time. And I think because I don't have my husband still here to take some of the load at home, I'm literally it to get everyone to their activities to get everyone off to school in the morning, dinner every night, like, it's me. And and all the big emotions and all of the friend stuff and just everything. Three kids is not a joke. And I think that's been a really big part of where I've found myself this year is, okay, like, you know, I used to do coaching calls at night time. It was really stressful trying to get the kids to be okay. They often need me at night time more than any other time. I'm like, I don't actually want to do this anymore. This isn't working for me in my life. Uh, so we get to create boundaries, even although that might upset some people or make things, you know, not as accessible to some. It's just, This is actually my thing and I've really had to sit with how am I going to create something that allows me to parent these kids, that's the ball I will never drop and also earn enough money through this business for us to live. Where is that going to come from? And I had to get really honest with myself about what felt heavy and not great and just start to shift it because I need to feel excited about rocking up to work or else I don't. <laughs> and <laughs> same goes in my personal life. What, what's feeling heavy here? What needs to be shifted so that, like, when my energy rises, I, my business is better everything is better. It's just, it's just a fact. Like it's absolutely undeniable that our energy we bring into our our business and we don't have the luxury of just going to work, like rocking up, having someone tell us what to do and making sure we hit those KPIs. Entrepreneurship is just a different game. And I think the most scared I've ever been in my business is is when I haven't been okay in myself, and because I'm the golden ticket mm, to it all,
1: which and, is very scary. And what did you do? Like, how did you? Well, this know, last month, that. I mean, this I, I've been through it a few times. Wow. I mean, it's just been. <laughs> but then, it's I, can, I think, generally, but, a theme. It's almost like it's like it's you know yeah oh shit. Yeah, it
0: is. But I, I mean, I remember the years Nick was in and out of rehab, and we would be fine, and we'd be going along, and there'd be sobriety, and everything was fine. And oh my God, we could start planning again, and then relapse, and I'd be left holding everything—the kids, the house, the business. It was so chaotic. It was—it was horrible. It was so hard, and yet the business was this place I could go where everything made sense, where I could be the best version of me, where it didn't feel chaotic. It actually felt organized and uh, playful and purposeful. I, I, knew, I knew I was helping people. And I think what happened was, and through, through COVID times, because I keep getting bloody, you know, reminders on my phone, of all the stories and stuff because I always save them to my phone. So I get these pop-up reminders of like this time two years ago and there's me just like in my tracksuit pants <laughs> sharing some sort of random story. It felt like almost showing up throughout that time was like community service. It felt, yeah. it felt nice to make people smile, to talk about random stuff. And then what happened was in 2022, I just it was the time where I sh- where everything felt normal. There was no adrenaline. There was no up and down. I had a stable relationship. I had space from the kids. They were at school and they stayed at school, even although it was a lot, there was a lot of sickness last year. Uh, people were just home constantly. Uh, and that was when I realised I had not no more adrenaline. I couldn't bring it in the same way. And that was when I was, that was when I was scared because I couldn't shift myself out of it. And
1: being in that, like, you know, flight, what's the, fight or flight, fight or flight mode for so long.
0: And then it was just like malaise. It
1: was just like, meh. And yeah, didn't have that same intensity.
0: No, and 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 I've had to change my relationship with work. I've had to change my relationship with my business, and I have actually been in a deep dive with that this this year, um, because I got so sick and I didn't want to show up. I just decided to just think, you know what? I, and also, you know, we did a little little sort of mini launch of the change room. And that program is so good, Miranda. It's like the best thing. It is just people who join it are just, they love it. It, I think it's one of the proudest achievements is the change room. It just, it's everything that I've created. Well, everything that I've learned and I've put it in this program, but I think I, I made some key errors with that program. I made some real key errors with it and um it, that always sucks when you make old mistakes again sucks but anyway we had a little launch and i was like you know that just was all right but it's just not popping i don't even know if i care about the launch vibe the way i used to i just it's just can't be this anymore, but I don't know what I'm moving to. And I think there's a lot of people in online business feeling exactly the same. The, the game has changed and and it's a scary place to be when that has been your bread and butter.
1: Mm.
0: And when I was feeling unwell oh, and I didn't have my ideas I didn't feel vibed about much at all. That was the darkest I've ever felt about my business. And what I ended up doing was just leaning just so hardcore into compassion for myself because I just don't think I had actually probably seen a bit of a bird's eye view of what I've been through the last few years. You know, 2022, I two, I've really had to figure out how to do life with three children on my own. Mm-hmm. And because twenty the first 2020, 2021, it was just in and out. It was not real. Those COVID years weren't real. There was no extracurriculars and birthday parties and things like that. So last year was really my year of figuring out how we're going to do this. And it took And it should have been my priority. Of course it should have. And now I've just found myself at a point where I'm like, wow, we can create whatever we want here. I have an amazing community of women and I have just started experimenting with organic socials in a brand new way, not feeling like I'm tied to it, feeling like it is this portal for me to say things that I want to say, to connect in ways that feel funny, interesting, provocative. Who the fuck cares? I'm just I'm just here for all of it. I was like, if I take everything off the table, who is Lisa now? Who who oh.
1: sorry about that. I just my daughter was playing under my desk earlier. So there's all these things that I'm not expecting oh. under there. So I thought I, she was there, and I just said I, the end. <laughs> oh, no. no, I left, left her. Um, her dad's work to do this interview, uh, but no, I just like I keep on like touching things. I'm like, what is down there? I didn't Sorry, you said a hedgehog. I and mean, I mean, that's I guess, and that's probably around. I can't remember, but anyway, recently someone I caught con- you posted something about authentic marketing and kind of like you like being really pissed off with people and this like this crappiness of like marketing oh, in the online world and why do we why are we doing this and yeah. who are these people and why are people following them and then I commented like hell yeah Lisa or whatever I said and then someone who is known to both of us Mel from Love Parenting Newcastle um said like you guys should talk on the podcast about this yeah. so that's why you're here um but Yeah, it's. Would you say it's being authentic? Would you say it's, it's, I really like the way you just said leaning into it, because I think Mm -hmm. that is almost like overcoming the fear of, are people going to like me? It's almost like putting the ego to the side and saying, Mm -hmm. you know what? This is actually me right now. Right. Not pretending anymore.
0: Right. Do you know, like, I've never had such extraordinary reach like I've had reels picked up and they must have gone into the explore feed because I can't get 140,000 views you know just from shares you know it has been quite extraordinary and I've also had my first experience of that also meaning I had to turn off comments on a reel because of people being really nasty and horrible and but it doesn't affect me I'm like oh Okay so people have different opinions and I can't handle dealing with you cuz you're a dickhead. So I'm just going to it was a feminist one. Oh my god, it was just outrageous what ended up happening on that reel. Anyway, I just I just don't care. Um I think you do. I think with all of the vanillaization of everything and everyone I, I think what you said earlier is correct in terms of it is brilliant to have a structure. It is brilliant to have um. Uh, when you're starting out to just go okay this is the baseline this is the f- this is a framework that I can work amongst but the, it will never get you what you want if you just keep playing safe I, it just won't people need personality people need to connect with someone who are you tell me who you are I don't trust this the smiles and the you know, nah, there has to be, if you're not saying something slightly interesting, no one cares. No one cares about your model. Yeah. No you're one heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, no one cares about your this and that and the other. And, you know, I, I do think that what I was referring to then was the very misleading and false promises that are sometimes made in our industry by people who... I mean, there is so much bullshit out there that people are falling for and it's hurting them and, and it makes me really cross because I can remember being at a point of, you know, I remember investing, but it was probably like $3,000 to learn. It was a 10-week course on copywriting which I think is the skill that every single person actually needs to invest in. 100%
1: agree. Everything everything we read is written.
0: (laughs) And I know that all the AI stuff is going to change things, but if you don't even know what you're looking for in terms of correcting and, I mean, I still haven't done any AI stuff um, myself, but anyway, that's a whole other story, Um, you won't even know how to correct it and make it you. If you don't know good copywriting, anyway, I remember that was a huge investment for me at that time, and I got back. I mean, I don't even the the things that I learned during that build my business basically because I I knew how to write, but I needed to learn how to write
1: better. You get, you get people's attention with yeah. writing, which and I it's the
0: is. one thing that I continue to invest in is is marketing, hmm. and it's not and and. It's because you don't have a business if you don't have people looking at your stuff. You need eyeballs, and and it's and I think the authenticity isn't lost when you know how to craft your message powerfully. And I like, think so yeah. But it, it's about knowing what you want to say and finding interesting ways to say it that actually connect with people it's it's the it's the connection piece and for me it's always been f- sort of super frustrating that I can write two things just as well as the other one is in relation to my product one is in relation to you know a story of my kid's day and the one about my kid's day gets a bajillion views and comments and the one about my product beautifully written deeply you know like it would connect and do all the right things um but but the traction just isn't there as much but what I've realized over time is that you need both
1: Hmm.
0: you need both you can't just be all about your business on social media you have to be a person on social media and for your business, you and I both know, everyone knows, we buy from people. We buy,
1: we buy, it, people.
0: We buy the solution, but but we, we buy it from that particular person. And, yeah. yeah, it's scary to put yourself out there. I remember the one time I announced that Nick and I had separated and it felt big because it was big and I, you know, this is an audience of people who bought products i mean back to you had a back to you for blokes that nick wrote three modules that he created he was intrinsically linked in my business he was a massive part of it and and i had to tell people i i just i thought no i'm ready to say this it was the night before mother's day and i don't know why i did it then because the flood of i mean beautiful beautiful messages it just it bowled me over, and but I I put it out there, and I didn't realize other people would have really big feelings about it. Like they were invested, almost.
1: Oh, they would have, of course.
0: Yep. yep. so you guys. Yes, and and so that was a lesson in, uh, well, just sort of starting to learn what I felt comfortable sharing and what I didn't feel comfortable sharing.
1: Mm. Do you think we need to bear our souls to be authentic? Absolutely not. Good to absolutely
0: know. <laughs> not. You absolutely don't need to bear your soul to be authentic. I mean, I think people really do think that they know me very well. Mm. And, I mean, no one actually has any idea. It's not inauthentic so my one of my core values is authenticity right and I remember the years when Nick was struggling with addiction and it felt like I was showing up like a liar and then I realized that in fact I get to have information for me and I get to run a business and it's not inauthentic for me to not share every single minute detail of my life that's not lack of authenticity that's boundaries that's that's having yourself be able to close the curtain and be behind the curtain and then sometimes we've got to be in front of the curtain and you get to choose the bits of you you bring onto stage mm. that is okay and and normal but i do think that pain is universal and i was once told by someone what's most personal is most general so it's why someone can share a personal story about anything, but it's, it's, it's personal to them. They're sharing a story about a moment for them, a, a reflection of theirs, a conversation that they had, and everyone else has had that same conversation or that same feeling or they've reflected on something similar. It's the one thing that we all have in common. When I share anything about grief, it's the most shared content because everyone knows the pain of grief. So, and not that I teach about grief, but grief is a part of my story. And so it just gives gives people another chance to um, connect in, decide if I'm their person, who's going to help them with the next part of their journey. If my products are... Uh, other thing that's going to get them to where they want to go next, then they'll know that I'm the right person because we will have formed a connection over time.
1: Hmm. It it sounds almost to me like the authenticity is more about stop worrying about what other people think and to just share on it. Like if it's relevant to you, it's probably going to be relevant to other people. Like grief obviously that's very universal so i think what i'm hearing is just to say lean it like lean into like you said before the funny bits the weird bits like if you are weird everybody wants to know how weird you are like it makes you way more interesting and it makes yeah. you it allows us to differentiate between all the thousands of other people who do what you do
0: and my son has started a youtube channel Excellent. where where he is he does these little anime shorts he's obsessed with one piece it's an anime show anyway he creates it and yesterday like oh my god mum i've gone viral it's gone viral he would get like 10 views for all these little videos and yesterday he got one and it just kept going up and up and up i think it got to about one and a half thousand views and he's got two new subscribers and it's all just happening in his head and i'm like dude I think this is so interesting and you would love this because I said, I think it's so interesting about why that one was the one that started to get traction. And it doesn't mean that all the other ones that you've created aren't good. It doesn't make you a different person just because one of these videos has gone viral. He's like, interesting, mum, because I think it might have something to do with the with the song that I put underneath this one, I think it's a popular song. And I posted it at like 9am uh, or something like that. Maybe when I put things there at 9am, maybe people are online and they see it or maybe they're searching because he's using a few little hashtags and stuff. Maybe or maybe it was because that character is one of the most loved characters. And I said, but it all comes down to data. It all comes down to you paying attention to what's working and figuring out why. But the cool thing is that you created this without any data, with just thinking, I love that character, I love this song. You know, that's the stuff that, you know, does pretty well. But it's like this combination of both. Have it come from an authentic place, but also pay attention to when you post things like, why? Why is that the thing that was picked up? Why are people having conversations about that in the comments? Yeah, you because know, some people even commented on that, on that video. I don't mean he's loving himself sick. But you also can't make it mean you're really good at your job just because one video, you know, sort of yeah. has more use than the other. And it's the same with us. We have to depersonalize it, you know, because not every
1: post is a home run. It just No, and there's an expectation to have that, I think. I feel like there's an a misconception that once you figure out the magic formula, uh you're going to go viral every time, but I'm yeah. sure you can attest like you might go viral one day and then the next day, as you say, you're trying to like, hey, I got this cool thing coming out and it just. No one cares,
0: yeah, it, and then it just falls flat. And that's why I, stu- I do still think paid advertising, I mean, We've really grown our um, following on socials. I mean, what has happened in the last six weeks is blowing my mind in terms of organic reach and frustrating the shit out of me because I haven't tried to sell anything. So, so you know, reach is amazing. But we've also added since the start of the year 8,000 people to our um, list. Stop it
1: without yeah. ads. No,
0: no, 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 no. Our ads, ads are coming in around, list building ads are around $0.80 cents to a dollar at the moment.
1: So good. I love so that. Good. I mean, that's it. When you nail it with the list, with the offer and the list building, I actually had one of my clients' accounts got shut down over Christmas because it was too good. Like we think it was like, it almost like hit the, you know, it got, got rejected and our whole account got shut down for a few weeks because it was working so well. But, but I love that you you know like have managed to marry what has been going on for people with something that allows them to take that next step and that is so cool 8000 like yeah i mean that was 30 cents for a while it was oh my nuts. goodness that's like 2015 style i know
0: right so i was like make hay make hay while the sun shines but but the thing is is what that's what i'm sort of starting to figure out is if the if organics can be a place for expression, connection, showing up as me, um, you know, some little points of teaching, but really, actually, being the person who has these programs, the person who has lived the life that um, you know led to the creation of these programs or this this particular knowledge or expertise. And then using paid ads to get those people onto the email list feels like a better way to do things. Mm. Uh, I don't want to launch to socials all that often. Like I'm just, I'm really rejigging and really rethinking how my business works, who I am, Presenting to the world what she has to say, and it's and it's a really awesome exploration. Uh, who knows where the money's in the lead, but um, hopefully there'll be a business on the other side of it. <laughs> um, but I think I think also like at a, the point we're in right now, all bets kind of really are off the table. No one has no one has the solution. The one thing that I would say all the time, and you and I totally agree on this, is that you have to be able to tell a good story you you have to use stories it's the one thing that you just if you can't connect with people with stories you're going to find it hard to sell to them
1: yeah like people would have a story about you and why they like working with you. Like that's that's how they then tell their friend, hey, you should do Lisa's program because of X, Y, Z. Like they don't say, hey, you should do Lisa's program. It's got six modules and each module has a worksheet. At the end. <laughs> I know. A friend,
0: actually the, the amazing, my eyebrows woman. Um, oh, sent are you me still going trick-off?
1: to the same one? Because I know you've done some stories about
0: her. Sophie, yeah, totes. Um, she sent me a screenshot she's just in a her local area mum's Facebook group and she sent me a screenshot that was saying um, uh, you know things that have really helped me on my motherhood journey was like one you know something other two three follow Lisa Korda she makes me feel normal I get so much from her programs they've genuinely changed my life and I'm I thought I know I and I was like you know, that's so nice to see because people share that with me in the inbox. But to see it out there in the world and to hear how someone else is talking about you, it's really special and it makes you want to keep showing up. And I do think the thing that I get told all the time is that I'm real and relatable. People feel like, you know, I'm on their level. And that's what, that's why they say yes. I get told I'm the most, um, real coach that anyone's ever had, you know, because I don't sugarcoat things. I'm just, I, this is my life. I am sharing from an honest place and that's the secret source really.
1: Mm. I love that. And what a what a great place to finish up on real fabulous marketing today. I, I feel like we could have talked forever, um, but I know that you've got a time limit. And so I'd love for you to obviously let people know where they can come and find you on the socials, find out more about the next iteration of the change room or whatever it might turn into. Is it still going to be called that? Like yes, what do you think? The change train- room is the best freaking name because I just have so
0: much fun with it. Um, so pe- I, people can find me at LisaCorduff.com. that's the website it's actually in redesign right now uh, and I'm Lisa Corduff on Facebook and Instagram as well um, and the change room yet yeah, it's a three-month program and it basically just if you're feeling overwhelmed in your life if you're feeling like um, everything's on top of you and you just feel meh it's like you basically walk into a change room when you want an upgrade right when you just want to feel better in yourself and this is lifestyle ways to feel better so how you're eating how you're moving what home feels like you know all of those sorts of things we look at six main life areas and we upgrade just using the core basics that I have figured out most women if they implemented in their life would feel a lot better and it gets brilliant results for people. It's all audio. We've changed the way that we deliver programs. So it's little, you know, six, seven minute audios delivered every second day. And really that's also a big part of its success is it's achievable and accessible and they do it. They don't have to, it's not onerous for an overwhelmed woman. Uh, and then we've got the change method, which is basically if you're at a plateau or if you're feeling particularly stuck,
1: in your life
0: and you can't figure out why it's not super obvious this tells you and explains to you how your brain is kind of working and repeating patterns and going over and over the same stuff uh and how to spotlight the subconscious things that are going on the stuff that you're not logically aware of and uh and change them up but i have um I've added a lot to that program. We test new stories so we get people really honest with themselves. I deliver it in real time over two two two-hour live workshops so they do the work, you know, with me. And it is a very, very transformative thing to be a part of, to give yourself a set of tools to move you out of wherever you are whenever you're feeling stuck or like you can't have something that you want. So... That is the change method. And we are, oh, this will go live and I probably will have announced um, Harvest, which is a spoken word event that I am, yes, uh, delivering here in Melbourne and I hope to travel with. And we will have other live events this year too.
1: How exciting. I can't believe, yeah, hitting the road again, one of those cool things. You get to change it up. You don't have to do it all online anymore. I'm like, oh let's go gosh. out and be with people. Let's yes, go so I've got so many fun. other areas. Yeah. Um, I love that. And it sounds almost to me like you're almost like, you know, just popping in with the little like the audios on the way to school, like you can pop it on and listen to it. But just that like almost kind of like the friend, like yeah. almost what you want your friends to say to you or something like a little like girls weekend, little snippet of like goldness. And uh, it sounds like it could work so well. And just such a great reminder that change can be transformative, but also it can happen in seven minutes. It can happen in two hours. It doesn't have to take forever. Always the simple stuff and there is always
0: a place to start. That's what I really want women to know. There is always a place to start.
1: So, yeah, Change Room is awesome. I love that. Well, everyone go find Lisa if if you don't already follow her because I think most people already do. Oh, they do. And thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And until next time, stay fabulous. Hey there. I so hope you enjoyed this episode of Real Fabulous Marketing. I made it with you in mind. I was thinking about you while I recorded it. So I'd love to know what you thought of it. Come on over, find me on Instagram and send me a message. I'm at Miranda Ivy Media. And if you'd love for some practical and also quite easy ways to show up as the fabulous expert that you are, then sign up to my free seven-day expert visibility challenge. You just need to head on over to mirandaivy.com forward slash expert. And then I'm going to send you a whole bunch of daily prompts to start sharing your fabulous self with the world. Until next time, stay fabulous.